too lean. I think. Well, I think also Americans had a tougher. We're talking about how Americans, I think, are generally generally better looking, better than looking British than people. British people. I think it's because British people have had polite society for way longer, and then we kind of had a reset button mm. hit when like settlers came over here because you had to be like hard to survive for yeah. a few. At least a few decades, if not like the first couple hundred years. Women were definitely choosing men based off of like jawline and chin size. Well, and like just for a while. Fi- yeah, physical. Yeah, physical. Prowess. Yeah, traits. Whereas in polite society, it doesn't matter if you, you know, had a, a weak chin and a beak nose and mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you could, you could, you could be kind of grandfathered in. I, I just, yeah, I just, and also I think our just, <laughs> we just have more robust breeding. <laughs> They're they're just lean over there, man. It's like the huge weak chins. Shade. The weak <laughs> chins just kind of like kept getting bred. Huge shade to the the, the English community. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but be real. Be real with yourselves. <laughs> don't play with me. Don't uh, don't don't play and don't play with me. <laughs> and be real, you know. There's always, but of course, always outliers, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there's, it's not like there's no handsome people in England. Of course. The, what really brought people. this on is that like. It's just easier to be, and maybe this is a just a sign that their society has evolved beyond ours mm-hmm. in the entertainment genre, in the yeah. entertainment in the entertainment genre. sector, because you can be ugly and be on like a a big time so. TV show, like Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso, or I mean, like Ted Lasso is Apple TV, but like on even like on BBC, but there's mo- mainly a British cast. Yeah, oh yeah. But like on on huge British shows, yeah, yeah. there will be like main characters that who are busted. are busted, like um, <laughs> uh, Father Brown. Yeah, you Mark. Know? I think his name's Mark Williams. I yeah. mean, it, it's not that he's not. It's not that he's, he's, goofy. he's ugly, but he yeah. has goofy look. Like he's goofy. He looks he, like a cartoon character. Yeah. Well, and he's older. Yes. Like you know, he's he's uh, he he's a he's a goof. Mm-hmm. And he looked goofy, and like Sid on Father Brown, the kind of young strapping guy, yeah. has negative chin, yes, and is like a beanpole, yeah. But he's still like kind of the the scrappy young fella, whereas like on in any like in a movie, yeah, in the U.S., it would be Timothy Chalamet, yeah, who is right. like a gorgeous young man, yes, yeah. <laughs> we, we 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 really do. Uh, have super high beauty standards in the United States. Like we're we're way way beauty focused. Yeah. Well, and, and, and entertainment kinda, especially. Yeah. Like shines if, through. If you're not hot, you like what are we doing? You're not gonna be a. You're not gonna be on TV. You've, You've got to start somewhere else. Yeah. You're definitely not gonna be a leading role in a TV show. In fact, it, for a lot of TV shows, you're just not gonna be on the show. Yeah. I even mean, if there's mm-hmm. like an ugly character on the show, they will just put a hot person in makeup. Yeah. To like, or glasses, or like right. frizz their hair a little bit. Just like they're just like, we're gonna take this hot person and try and like, ug them down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so because we're not gonna put a not hot person on TV. Like, American audiences aren't ready to see <laughs> imperfections. Like everyone is a nine or above, <laughs> which is honestly like not a very strong vote of confidence. It's not. It's not, and I think it goes back to what you said about maybe a more evolved culture yeah. over there. Just that they're ugly people can be on TV. It's our fault. That's a sign of change and progress. Yeah, it is. When America is ready to have ugly people on TV, I think we're going to see a shift <laughs> in more ugly people being on TV. You know, what? I was going to say TV being better, but I was like, I don't know, maybe. Ah, British TV is tight. Yeah, it is tight. 
I wish we could get some panel shows over here. Me and uh, oh yeah, me and Aaron have been watching a lot of um, Would I Lie to You, mm. which is super fun. It's David Mitchell from Peep Show and Mitchell and Webb look um, funny little man, and he's like a team captain. And then this other guy, Lee Mack, are team captains, and it's basically like a parlor game where you just set, you have a card that has a fact written on it. That's either well, it's, it's got a sentence about you written on it. That's either truth or a lie, and you say it, and then. You get asked questions, and then they determine whether or not you're telling the truth or a lie. Okay. It's a very simple show, <laughs> but a it's really those, funny. A lot of those panel shows are really simple, but they're good. Yeah. It's just the the strength of the cast, and also, you know, probably because they didn't get by on their looks, and having exactly. to be, I'm like, telling you. interesting and, and witty. Because, like, Rob Brydon is the host, and then the two team captains are David Mitchell, who is, like, an adorable little man, but not, yeah. like not like overly handsome and yeah. Lee Mack who also is just like a very average looking dude. Yeah. Who, Cause we send over some really bland motherfuckers like Joseph Gordon Levitt. Can you, I mean like for real, it, you go watch and watch interviews of this guy. If he was not <laughs> adorable yeah. and very attractive, like he would be like bland toast. And he's not even Joseph Gordon Levitt is supposed to be like our, he's American relatable. Yeah. Like he represents yeah. like American film attainable. Yeah. Like he's normal looking. Yeah. For American TV. In reality, if he were to walk into a room, he would probably be one of the most attractive people yeah. in the room. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but for like over there, like with the other show we watch is QI, mm-hmm. which is fun because it's like, it's a trivia show where you the a lot of answers to like they'll ask you questions with answers that seem obvious, but like most of the time it's like kind of trick questions, trick or, a lie, yeah, questions with like, un, like like kind of non obvious mm. answers. But it's hosted by Stephen Fry, very ugly, who is awesome, but but unattractive conventionally. Ugly, like he's got uh, a big crooked nose. Yeah, a weird. He's got like a bad crooked nose. He doesn't yeah. have an Owen Wilson no, nose. No, he's got a crooked crook. He's got a ski slope nose. Yeah, it's a, it's a lane. Yeah, it's, it's a crooked he, lane. It looked like he got into his fair share of fights yeah. as a young man. But brilliant. But yeah, brilliant, hilarious. Yeah. And and his his uh his other like not co-host but like it's like he's like a permanent contestant is Alan Davies, who is also a comedian, who is just like He's the most like average, yeah, very normal looking white dude. bread, like like kind of doughy, yeah, like oddly long hair. But he like is a very successful comedian over there. It's hilarious, and he had his own mystery show. And how well do you think Stephen Fry would have done trying to come up in American? Oh, he would be and- a darling of the indie comedy scene, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And that's fucked. Yeah, that's fucked <laughs> because he, he really does have all the talent and the ability to be successful. At the at best over here, you you would get like he would get to be like Patton Oswalt status. Yeah, where he might have had like uh, a recurring non uh, starring role on a sitcom. Patton Oswalt was on King of Queens. Yeah, and then otherwise, you know, movies here and there, bit parts here and there, mostly writing, right? Mostly stand up because. That's where we are. That's just how far we've I mean, we got a lot of these fucking, like, uh, Marvel guys. is Chris Evans. Yeah, all uh, the Chris's. Um, yeah, and they're really uninteresting. Like, if you if you take away the fact that they're all unbelievably attractive. Yeah. They are very bland and normal. Yeah. Well, Chris Pratt was funny before his personality died. What, was, what happened to him? He <laughs> took, like, the Republican plunge? Like, yeah. did they dip him in the in the waters, the Baptist waters of... of, of, of of cringedom. Well, I mean, I think he's just like a conservative 
Christian person yeah, in yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. And like, but a lot of people also turned on him. He's kind of got Mulaney syndrome where he okay. like, but he did it earlier. Like he left his wife of, of many years who he had a child with got, but like, here's the thing I think that is shitty for a lot of people. Cause who knows what actually happened in yeah, their marriage. Schwarzenegger's daughter, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, who's like who's younger than him? But like, and okay. they have a they immediately have a kid now too. Oh shit! But like he, he um, tie that one down. He's like, well, <laughs> he was like, I'm in there. I'm in there. Like swimwear. <laughs> yeah, like we're we're cemented. But like he was kind of playing second fiddle because his his first wife was um, uh, Anna Ferris. Yeah, from Scary Movie. So he was like, you know, kind of a a, a bag holder for a little while. He, he was, was. Like, just acting, but like not nearly as successful as she was. Then he gets on Parks and Rec, blows up, Moneyball, loses weight, starts to get shredded for Guardians of the Galaxy, and, and that's then, when he goes nuclear. And that's when yeah, he blows the fuck He's up. A supernova. Yeah, I remember point. like as soon as he started getting jacked, Aaron was tracking him. Because she was like, we were both really big fans of him. Yeah, we were all big fans of him. He's, yeah, because he's very funny. He's yeah. hilarious on Parks Super and personable. Rec. Yeah. He seemed like just the the dude, the it guy. Yeah, just like a fun, goofy dude. But like, then as soon as he started getting jacked, Aaron was like, uh, I give it about a year before he leaves his wife. And I was like, no way. No. And then it's like, sure enough. He gone. He gone. He gets millennied. He, I mean, he didn't have the, he didn't have cocaine problem, but he did have that. Republican plunge. That Republican plunge, <laughs> which is like a drug in itself. And his disrespect, for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. I object, I object, I object. On what grounds is it possible that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. In a child's power to master the multiplication table, there is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps, the podcast that misses the old Kanye and the old Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, say what you will about either one of those statements. Doesn't make them any less true. Yeah. Um, I'm Liam Kelly. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Harver Alexander Peterson, a.k.a. Tap. What's up, Tap? Bruh. Indeed. <laughs> I'm in my full fucking... I've had a mini vacation. you had two days off. I've had two days off. You're so at the I've tail end of two days off. Two, tail, so I've just been PJs, sweet pastries, mm-hmm. lounge around the house drinking. I'm Sh- Sugar and beer. Yeah, sugar and beer. Prepping for the holidays. Ted Lasso. Hell yeah. I've been binging the shit out of Ted Lasso. What's it? Welcome, <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to Happy Town. Yeah. You know? I've just been feeling great. So <laughs> if you've watched that show, you know. Your boy is, is riding a nice sugar high right yeah. now. And shout out to everybody who hasn't seen Ted Lasso yet. Go ahead and watch it. Yeah, this is Liam's been his plea for maybe like a uh, half of a year. Please. At least now. Please watch it. He's just every time. He's like, please watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> and, and this is Liam signing off saying, please watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's great. It's a great show. Yeah. I mean, it clean sweat the, the, the Golden Globes and the Emmys, I think. It has just kind of everything. I think when you mix that a bit of an American and that British feel yeah. to it, it was like mm. a real sweet spot. And they, Jason Sudeikis, man, he really, it's it's wild too because there's other people that I feel like are very similar, like mm-hmm. in the lane, and but he managed to shine, like Jason Bateman. Yeah. I always worry for Jason Sudeikis because I'm like, Jason Bateman's been here yeah, yeah. clobbering it kind of in the same lane. I mean, they're slightly, they're different. They're but different. Like, but Jason Bateman, like, 
he can take a lot of the roles that Jason Sudeikis could go for. Yeah, and well, then and they did horrible bosses together. Andy from The Office, um, what's his name again? Oh yeah, Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Ed also, Helms can get in there. He yeah. can get in there and mix it up with both of them. I think the difference, the major difference between Sudeikis and Bateman is um, that Bateman can get a little grimier, mm. and Bateman kind of he veer, he's like he he's he's he could have gone down that path, but instead he decided to go down the dark path because he's also thriving right now. Yeah, Ozark. Ozark is good. Yeah, I hear that. Like Ozark is very next. good. Well, I was you know using this time to watch TV. Yeah, hell yeah, catch up. It's there's a lot of there's a, too much honestly. Great TV out there. And trying to save save some money. So homebody in it. Well, there you go. Homebody. There's body in it. Bow body. Bow body. <laughs> the bow body system. Yeah. B on <laughs> bussing on that yellow vision, aka TV. Hey, yay. Bow body. <laughs> That's that yayo vision. Yayo vision. <laughs> that yayo vision. Yay-o-vision. That yayo vision. Yay-o-vision. <laughs> All I see is yayo. <laughs> but, um, well, speaking of uh, of, damn, where are you going? Because some of these are serious. I don't know. Some, yeah, some of these I was gonna say I can't lightly transition. Let's get into a, comf- a, a comfortable territory for okay. us. Uh, this is from the Guardian. Starbucks launches aggressive anti-union effort as upstate New York stores organize. This is a this is a wild read. You guys, um, and to to reiterate what we said last week. Now Liam's really not going to be reading the article. He's just going to be kind of summating it. So. It will behoove you to read the article. There's a lot of great things in this. I think it's a double Guardian Day. Um, the Guardian had two good articles that I pulled this time. Yeah, and when you know, I haven't actually gotten a chance to um, get all the way through the other Guardian article because okay. I was working today. I was knocking out my life. Today is we're recording on Tuesday, oh, but I'm yeah. off the rest of this motherfucking week. Yeah, you, but you haven't entered full on goodbye. No, 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 no. Wow. I just just right before I came over here, I signed off, and I was like, "This is." The end of my professional week. Yeah. And I will be entering a very, very different state of being. Rod will talk about you still. I work with <laughs> I work with one of Liam's former coworkers, and he'll just be like, uh, I think I said something about, yeah, like, don't call me when I'm off. And he's like, that's like Liam. He's like, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't call me when I'm off or something. I don't know what he said. But it was something to that effect. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, he, he, I think Rod was there a time or two when I was just like, well, you can call me, but I'm not going to answer you. Yeah. <laughs> there will be no help. Yeah. There's no there's no there's no response on vacation time. I feel like that is something from us. Like our generation is we we really do separate our time. Like when we when we're off, we are off. Yeah. They don't get that. A lot of the older the booms, they don't well, like they, they don't do get that. though. They, they get it for they themselves. Get it, but you're right. They get it for themselves, but they bullshit and they act like it's yeah not a part of their work culture. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like you're getting calls at like you know 1 p.m. on your second of like four days off, and they're like, "I just need you to help." Nope. You, you know, it's like, "Whoa, hey, here's the deal. You're not even gonna get to ask that question because you're never you're not gonna reach me. Mm-mm. You can send me a text. I've had I have one boss that is a little more savvy, and he if there's like a Big emergency. He will yeah. send me a text being like, I apologize. Then yeah. he'll send me the question through text. And I, I will text him back an answer. Yeah. A text a text I can I can answer if but the problem is solvable by text. Right. Well it only is it's it just usually requires like knowledge. Yes. Yeah. That I possess. Well, speaking of uh of knowledge, let's get into uh a Liam summation. And when I'm with friends, 
I like to have fun, 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 fun! So yeah, I've been Buffalo, they're wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> I love these because I don't know how formal they're ever going to be. Yeah, no, they're just wilding in Buffalo, man. I mean, so there, there's been a, a unionization effort in, in Buffalo for Starbucks, and it seems like it's the closest one uh, that or the closest they've come to success as uh, the baristas have at Starbucks um, out of all their efforts nationwide. Um, so naturally, Starbucks, progressive company, and, uh, you know... Sitting in the goon squad. They're baby. sitting in the straight goons. Yeah. Like, they're talking about how they... Well, first of all, they there were a couple of votes passed at, like, individual stores that they just went ahead and closed down. That was wild to me. Starbucks was, was yeah. like, oh, y'all, for you, you have, like, 100% employee support? Well, that's crazy because your store is uh, closed. Boy. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, I saw one that was, they got it up to like 80% support for a vote. Yeah. And they're like, all right, now your store is a training facility. Yeah, dude. It's and like, we, hey, how about instead of forming a union, you guys all just like went and fucked yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they relocate them all to a different store. So yeah. they don't fire them. Yeah, they don't fire them. I'm sure probably some of them quit or will let go. But like, well, probably because they were like, "Wait, am I? This is five minutes from my house, or now it's like an hour commute or something, or like a 35 minute commute." Yeah, but like, otherwise they would just send you to a store where there wasn't as much union support, or there hadn't as much, you know, know, information distributed. You don't know the people, so like, you know, there just hasn't been that much of a movement there. They they don't fire them because they're like, kind of like a gangster way. It's like no. Yeah. Go tell the rest of them what happens. See see what happens. Go when you go to the next store. They're like, "What happened to your store?" Like, we tried to unionize. Yeah, just be like, "Well, I I don't work there anymore." They're like, "That store is closed." Yeah. Like, go tell them. Go tell them what we did. Yeah. But now at don't these run that run and tell that the <laughs> homeboy <laughs> yeah. home home homeboy. There's um there's been enough of a, a widespread movement in Buffalo and in Hamburg, New York, um, that they are facing like too much support to just shut down stores and redistribute right. the the employees. So they're sending in manager after manager yeah. after they're sending corporate in executives. Yeah, and they're t- they're like cornering people. So they they the, the uh, Will Westlake, uh, who's a barista in Hamburg, was uh, told that he had to attend a mandatory anti union meeting, and uh, this was on November eighth. So this was like earlier this month. Um, and he gets there, and it's like five managers, like people from corporate and, and store managers, uh, and just him. The meeting is just him. And there's they say that they're like listening se- sessions, but instead of like listening to their employees, they are just <laughs> being like, hey. These are all the reasons you shouldn't unionize. You shouldn't unionize for X, Y, and Z reason. Yeah. We just wanted to bring you here to let you know that we would love it for you to vote no on this unionization vote. Um, and for any other questions, um, how about you just listen to us talk instead? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut and don't play with me. <laughs> and they're like, all these, see all these great things that you have right now? Man, if you unionize, you might not have none, none of these. You might lose them all. It might be crazy. You might be crazy. And never, look at don't never mind about how that Starbucks has been has spent probably like three hundred fifty million dollars on uh, anti union consultants in the past couple of years. And never mind that we're here right now being paid to do just this because it's that important to Starbucks to keep you from unionizing because you're 
collective bargaining power scares us so much that we're willing to spend, you know, entire days and, and multiple people salary in, in, in time and, and resources to, to come and stop it from happening. It seems a little odd to me too, because of what's the statement you just made should send such a clear message to all the pro union workers at Starbucks that Holy shit. Like they're scared. Yeah. Why are they so scared? It's like, Hey, if you're going to spend in the fucking, like we can reach them though for the first time. It's like these people would have ignored your individual complaints. No matter what you said, you could have been like, you need to extra time off or your, you know, whatever it may be. They would have ignored all your individual complaints. But now when you talk about a union vote, you've got people, the big wigs coming down to speak to you personally. Yeah. To try to persuade you to vote. No. So that, I mean, that right there should show, a lot of people that oh, how much you stand to gain yeah how much you stand expense, to gain yeah which is not bad right like when you when you are organizing a, to to ostensibly quote unquote take something away from your employer that they are willing to spend nine figures right on happening it's like hey how about instead of like per year you spending this nine figures on keeping us from bargaining collectively with you and having some power to talk to you as your employees rather than just you know kind of blindly tacitly accepting anything that you decide whether it's mandatory overtime unpaid overtime like low wages no time off pto fuckery like how about you just use those resources to pay us more and to pay out our vacation like and increase our yeah. benefits like i don't it because it, it can't be that much more you know it, what i'm saying i mean it, it must be i mean it is it is uh it is hard to understand like the reach of such large companies. I mean, just now crypto.com bought the Staples Center and yeah. named it crypto.com yeah. center. <laughs> and they have a a trailer with Matt Damon in it at the movies. So if you go to the movies, <laughs> been twice this past week, you go to the movies. There's an enormous like super high budget trailer. Or that is a commercial for crypto.com. Yeah. They're like, these entities have uh, like so much money that the regular stuff really just doesn't apply to them. Like, crypto.com also seems like some bros that like their business, their whole business model is the fact that they own a website called crypto.com. Yeah. I think the whole <laughs> deal really is just to make, to brand it. Like that's all they need to do is to get people to, join their exchange right or yeah. not their exchange but like whatever service they go through in exchange yeah it's like instead of using coinbase you use like crypto.com yeah and they bought the fucking staples center <laughs> like i said and have a trailer in movie theaters so the amount of resources available to companies like this are wild and and clearly in their mind it is more expensive to spend to give all these benefits to workers than to fight them. Yeah. Well, I think also it represents like just a longer threat to them. Like if they yeah. can justify spending to quote unquote maximize profits long term, because you know, you do a stunt like you sponsor the Staples Center. That's just like a hard cost of probably like a few million dollars a year. Like I thought they I think they like yeah. Yeah, they they bought it though, right? Yeah. Well, I th I don't know if you buy it or you buy naming rights like yeah. I don't know, but like you, um, you buy, I mean, it's, it's a resource, but it's, it's finite. Yeah. But if you have a union pop up, then, I mean, you're just bargaining with that union for moving forward. Yeah. 
and which means that you will likely be in a position where you have to steadily give like larger like cost of living pay increases yeah. or to renegotiate regularly on hours or overtime or um, PTO or anything like that, which I mean, I'm sure is annoying, but you just, it's, it's hard to imagine it racking up to like the amount that these companies are spending to keep it from happening. Yeah. You would think at, cert- at a certain point it would just be a wash, but they're just like, fuck you. We don't want you to have any power. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always dollars and cents though. I, I don't, I just, I don't think, I think over a long term they're like, it, it will be more expensive to have a union Yeah, in perpetuity because it, all their, all their decisions are motivated by, uh, you know, dollars and cents, power and control, yeah. things like that. Like they're giving away power. They're giving away, that so, might be the biggest thing really is that they, they just have less power yeah. when there's a union involved. That's the craziest thing I thought to me is that like this, this kind of like two, this little back and forth two way two-way talking game that they play where they're just like, we have to show our shareholders that we make a bajillion dollars every year and we're so profitable and we have to tell our employees that we can't afford to pay them yeah. anymore or it will break the back of the company and we will be insolvent yeah. within minutes. Like It's like they can afford to pay you more. They really don't want to because they like Their making bonuses. as much money as possible. Because they get unbelievable bonus because it's, it's just like a, a kind of an above the line below the line thing yeah to equate it to film set where it's just like everybody that's above the line they're bought into the fact that as the company does better they actually do better not yeah. not no lip service like yeah no they see real returns like they see real returns so anything to make the company see more returns is better for them and everybody below the line is not part of that deal so yeah. they're just scrambling it's like their deal is to eat shit so that the company yeah. can do better and just take so it. they need some of those profits yeah and that's the that's the whole that's the whole divide yeah you know that's like, not no one's twirling a mustache no it's like a top just, hat it's just it's literally just you know just that incentive yeah there's just a greed machine that you work for <laughs> that doesn't want to pay it's so greedy that it doesn't even want to pay you yeah and the greed <laughs> but the greed machine is like you if you break it down it's like much more understandable because yeah. like, you understand why Jim, a VP of accounting, would you know be a, help enact a policy that ends up with you making less money and him making more money. Like you, you understand how like each of the pieces will will fall in line. Yeah, because of most of the time, if you give people a choice, because of the way that between our, more money and less money, yeah. they will always choose more money, yeah. and regardless of what it has to do with hurting other people. Yeah. And that's why unions are so important. Yeah. Because if like five people have as much power as 800 people, then all of those 800 people need to be talking at the same time to overpower those five people. Yeah. And uh, fuck those five people. They don't deserve to have all that money. And it's clearly out of balance. Yeah. And, you know. Like I, like I was saying the other day. <laughs> it started a revolution. Right, my fucking now. But I, 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 uh, as I was saying the other day, when we were kids... Bill Gates is the richest guy in the world with seventy five billion dollars. Yeah. He wasn't even it wasn't even close. It was like oil sheiks and then Bill Gates. He, yeah. he was like a good fifteen to twenty billion more. Yeah. Now Elon Musk is the richest person in the world, I think, with like two hundred and forty eight billion dollars. Yeah. I think he's gonna clear three hundred. Yeah. 300. So almost four times what Bill Gates was worth. Yeah. And when you get to like when we talk about three hundred billion dollars or two hundred and fifty billion dollars. You know, that, that sum of money, it doesn't make sense to me unless I'm talking about geo, 
geopolitics or geoeconomy. Yeah, like he, has a, he has a, he has, yeah. yeah, he has a GDP. He, he has, has a like, GDP. He has the value of a country rather than a person. Yeah. And so. he doesn't have, uh, like, and once you get to that, it's just, it's hilarious. Once you get to that point where your value is so high, like, you just, you, you don't have to have income. Income yeah. is for the, the fucking feudal class yeah income means nothing to him they're like i mean like you look at jeff bezos and it's like what's his income on paper nothing like i think it's like 83 grand a year maybe it's it's nothing like what he was getting quote-unquote paid but like his stock valuation is fucking over 200 billion dollars he just loan he just gets loans too he he just gets loans and it doesn't matter yeah like he just (laughs) borrows against his his value and it means nothing no because he's good for it, and he yeah. can just get more and more money and afford anything that he wants because he's worth so much money that money doesn't mean anything to him. Yeah. It doesn't... There's nothing that you can't have, and there's nothing that you have to actually pay for. It's just like... It's like any, like, RPG-style game, like, open-world adventure game. There's always... A, there needs to be a cap. Yeah. There's a, there's a point where you... When you've ground through all of the the little shitty missions and like supply stacking and like just getting all the the armors Mm -hmm. and buying getting all your parts and getting up enough money where like you just you're so your your engine is so well oiled that you you can't be killed you can't can't can't, you there's nothing you can't buy there's no villain that you can't defeat like there's you just you're op Mm -hmm. and at that point you need to be regulated. Yeah. <laughs> because one person should not have as much influence as a country. Yeah. And I think it could be said that the Bezoses and the Musk might have more influence in, in some countries. Yeah. Also, fuck Elon Musk out here, like taking shots at Bernie Sanders yeah. and like talking, uh, talking shit to that, that the guy from the UN who said that he could solve world hunger and just being like, okay, well you come up with the plan and then I'll do it. <laughs> like dangling it over his head. Like, yeah. that. it's like, are you really going to give $6 billion or are you just playing? Yeah. And then like fucking, and how do you expect someone just to hand you a plan right then? <laughs> and then a bunch of like econ- economic savants who like, you know, have, bachelor's degrees from like university of phoenix <laughs> in business pipe up and they're like oh yeah it would be crazy elon is so he's he's a god king elon we worship him he's so mm-hmm. he's so tight that's tight you remember when he smoked weed on joe rogan ha 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 and it's like someone called him an oligarch i'm like yeah that's what he is it's like yeah and also if you don't think he could solve world hunger then you are playing yourself like, I mean, I get that there's ground problems in countries where, that don't have infrastructure built up, that they have these huge hunger problems, but, like, he could solve it and still be worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. It's like, sorry, bro, that's just the truth. And, like, you figure it out. You pedantic, money-hoarding, pathological piece of shit. <laughs> like, you figure it out. It, why is it up to this guy to figure it out? If you're fucking the, the, the god king of earth and the brainiest brainiac to ever do business, like, you fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You ding dong. Like, <laughs> he's too busy chasing after Grimes trying to get her back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he gives a shit about Grimes. I don't think he can care that much about that many people. I saw the memes about her. Like, it's like her trying to pretend that she's she's for, like, communism or, like, um, socialistic <laughs> yeah. programs after she just got done dating the wealthiest person on the planet. It's like, uh, you really can't 
fuck with any of us anymore. She's a fucking ding dong too. Like she, she she's is. got she's from an uber wealthy family. She like her little like exposure to being like a, to being homeless quote unquote was like she would just go around like slums in like Montreal like like in in Canada somewhere and just like slum it and do drugs and then just like whenever she needed to she could just opt out and go back to being super rich like and she's just like yeah so i know about like i'm i'm just like really grounded and real it's like no 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 you are a a goof yeah you're a clown like you're a clown person and you either be for real and give up all your wealth <laughs> or shut the fuck up well it's like and you are you you are good to be with with elon musk but yeah. he's done this many times like he has like six kids elon musk does? yeah with a bunch of different people and he doesn't see like any of them damn what a piece of shit yeah that's why like when that whole bernie tweet thing when he was just like sometimes i forget you're still alive he just somebody was just like oh he thought he was talking to one of his kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah he got drug yeah he deserved it fuck him <laughs> um well, I hope they um, the unionize against are the unionize um, at Starbucks. Yeah, and they are able to overcome their tactics because, like they said, another thing they did they kept doing was um, they'll they'll just renovate your store. Yeah, like, there was one store that was renovated six times in eight eight months. Yeah, they're just like, oh, you're unionizing, renovate the store. Like, so okay, nobody can work, uh, or they'll 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 managers will come down. And they'll be questioning people during like the coffee rush hour. Yeah, like peak. Peak hours, hours, and they'll be like pulling aside, like, so you're not going to unionize, are you? <laughs> like, they're like, hey, man, I'm trying to fucking, yeah, I'm doing my job, making coffee, money for you, slinging coffee. They're like, all right, but you got to chill here and talk to me because I am your boss. Yeah, and they're like, don't be intimidated by the fact that, uh, you know, a person like, who makes like, six times or not even six times, like ten times what you make a year, yeah. came down here to talk to you, yeah, specifically because of your actions like, right and in no way is this supposed to be an intimidation, intimidation tactic <laughs> i just want to talk to you while you're really busy and stressed and just you know make sure that you're seeing my side of things also <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey go fuck yourself coffee speaking of shitty rich folks let's talk about your girl jk all right all right all right uh from nbc news jk rowling slams transgender activists for posting her home address on twitter Ah. Uh, Liam summation. Maybe what's in there wine? I'd be a sexy as fuck. So JK's out here tripping again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There was she a, might not be in the wrong on this one. She might not, she's not super in the wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, think she's in the wrong. But she is using the fact that she has a leg up oh, in this particular situation to, play the to just genuinely be a continue to be a douche. Yeah. <laughs> like so what'd she do this time? So there was uh, a protest on on Friday night, which was uh the night before uh the transgender day of remembrance, mm. uh where some some uh trans activists, a comedian Holly Stars, actor Georgia Frost and drag king Richard Energy staged a demonstration in front of her home. Mm-hmm. Uh and in one of the pictures that they posted on Twitter, her address was visible. Now, I don't know how intentional. I haven't seen the tweet. The tweet is now deleted. Yeah. So it's hard to tell. Like, they could have, it could have been like an intentional doxing. Probably, or, yeah, probably. It probably, I mean, like, maybe it was. It's, it's hard to resist that, yeah, that impulse. Like, uh, on the, and it, I mean, 
I don't like the idea of doxing. I, I don't think, like it at all. I think it's really dangerous and shitty. Yeah. Um, and Even for somebody who you disagree with wholeheartedly. With yeah. Even uh, for somebody you think is like evil, you know, yeah. like just putting somebody's information, personal information out there like that is lame and dangerous yeah. and you are, have no control over the consequences. Right. So, but you are inviting them. Yeah. Like you play, you are playing, you are playing. You're way too much. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to stop playing. You need to stop playing. <laughs> but like, they, um, but you know, even if it was accident, if it was accidental, it's still shitty. And and at first, the the person who posted they the tweet, defended themselves. They defended themselves and they left the tweet up. But then they started getting a lot of threats and like getting brigaded. Which I also, I kind of was like, uh, I, you you kind of you're being a bit of a bitch to me because you were like, oh, we gonna leave it up, and then oh, we're getting death threats, so we took it down, and then, but you were kind of discounting jk rowling she's like i'm getting a bunch of death threats yeah well it's like the same behavior that we were inviting with yeah. our tweet is yes. now happening to us so we are now that we have personally <laughs> brought the consequence right. the same consequences upon right. ourselves now we are taking it seriously See, that's why i was like uh, you are a scrub yeah it's like that's mighty conservative of you that's real <laughs> okay okay i apologize blake if you're listening so my bad mighty republican <laughs> okay here we go the show shows its true colors right Right but like 37 minutes in. It's my B. It's my B. <laughs> no, but it's fine. It's but for real though. <laughs> but I I just thought that it's it's wild how lame you have to be to make J.K. Rowling look good. Yeah. In, th in this instance, right, she looks fine. Yeah. Uh, even though, I don't know, how hard is it to find where J.K. Rowling lives? I imagine Probably it not is that, a palatial estate. Yeah, I'm sure it's not that hard to find in general. And I'm sure that even if you got close to it, you would never be... Anywhere near where she right. actually is. Right. So not to diminish the act of doxing, but yeah, I, she is a very well-known figure. She's a public figure. She's a billionaire. She has a huge estate, I'm sure. I, yeah, I don't know which. I'm sure she has multiple estates. Yeah. I mean, J.K. Rowling is unbelievably wealthy. Yeah. So... But so, but her response, but then, yeah, she then manages, she, takes this, yeah. she, she snatches like any, so anything that could endear her to the public. She's like, nope, let me just take this opportunity to remind you that I am a, you know, bigoted douche Turf. nozzle. Um, she said, perhaps, and I'm just throwing this out there, the best way to prove your movement isn't a threat to women is to stop stalking, harassing, and threatening us. Uh, which like, mm, Fuck you. <laughs> you can't even give her that one. I, I mean, like, I, mean she, I don't have a problem with that. Like, it, it's it, smarmy for sure. It's, but like, it's smarmy, but it, it, it frames their individual bad behavior as, as, the as, as symptomatic. You're right. Of yeah. being trans. You're right. Like it frames what they did. It, it blames what they you're did right. on being trans. Actually, you're right. I, I forgot that line. The it's best really way to prove shitty. your movement isn't a threat to women. Okay, you're right. Because, of course, their movement isn't a threat to women. Your whole stance yeah. about them being a threat to women is based off of conjured up ghosts uh, and nightmare imagery that doesn't have a basis in reality and hypothetical situations. Yeah. It, it, all right. So the thing that I always see with TERFs and J.K. Rowling in particular and it, two main veins. One, it's the scary man in a dress bathroom scenario. Yeah, that she has touted, still openly, touts. still openly touts, which is insane yeah. in a lot of ways. Well, it's just 
not real. It's not real. It's for two reasons. It's not happening. There's no evidence of it happening. Right. And number two, it doesn't matter if a man is in a dress or not. Right. If there if somebody is willing to walk into a bathroom and sexually assault somebody, there the, the being able to like be, because transgender women are in the bathrooms doesn't change that at all. It like doesn't invite that behavior any more or less. Yeah. And you're not getting tricked by the dress. Like this it's not like Somebody's gonna um, instantly if like if a guy in jeans and a polo walks into a women's bathroom, like all of a sudden there's like a bathroom guard that's gonna pop out and be like, "You cannot be in here." <laughs> I can clearly identify from multiple feet away that you are presenting male, yeah, in a societally acceptable form. So you must leave and not rape anyone in this bathroom. <laughs> like, in what situation are you safer? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I, I actually, yeah, uh, I, I yeah. So it's that one, the the ghost shadowy figure yeah. of the the. I, I, I always imagine, I guess, the way they paint it, like it's this six foot four, yeah, big burly man with a hairy back and arms who's, and a strapless dress who who sneaks. Yeah, like on tiptoes and hunched back into a women's bathroom yeah. wearing a sundress and a wig. And I don't want to go any further with the description, but yeah, yeah you get it. And it's like, man, horrible perverts and uh, pedophiles and monsters have always existed. And I just, I just don't think, I just don't think that anybody's like master plan is to identify as a woman so they can sneak into the women's bathroom no. and molest or harass or rape. I think that is, yeah, a total figment of, of conservative imaginations that is used to scare people and block transgender rights. And it's shitty. It's yeah. like, Hey, this is really shitty. Like you keep comparing these people to monsters. You you keep like conjuring up this horrible, monstrous worst case scenario and being like, no, this is you. This is yeah. you. This is what we think of you. This like, is we what think, is likely to happen. We if think it you is likely rights. that if you guys can use the bathroom that you want to use, then you will rape. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> strong ringtone. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like yeah. We we think that so that's number one, and then two is it's sports. And yeah. it always goes back. The only uh, example, right? Oh, so I'll go a little bit further. Sports might not be enough of an explanation. It's the fact that there is a fear that transgender men and women, and it only goes this way, um, will dominate all female sports mm-hmm. going forward if they are allowed to enter. Now, the caveat to this is that to enter as a transgender woman into a... Um, normative woman's sports you have to undergo i believe at the collegiate up level two years of hormone therapy mm-hmm. i'm not sure with high school it might be less it might be the same but that's the that's the bar that said now we had this little sporting event recently called the olympics <laughs> and in that event um no transgender woman dominated the field actually one entered um in weightlifting. In weightlifting and didn't even qualify. I don't think she had like... Yeah. She didn't even get high up on there. Certainly didn't medal. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did not do well at all. Yeah. At all. Um, so clearly testosterone plays a bigger role. There's all these like 
pseudo-scientific theories. And I say pseudo because I I bought into them a lot for a long time too because they sound so accurate about um, fast muscle fiber mm-hmm. or fast twitch muscle fiber, slow twitch mu- muscle fiber, bone density. bone density, yeah, reaction speed, all these things that separate men and women physically. The Roganisms. Right. Um, he has the champion of them. He has been staunch with them and i don't think he's ever looked up to find out that there is not a single scientific yeah. study that proves these how could there be there's so little evidence there's i mean like there's so, so little evidence there's so little little information to study like there's no real research on this no i mean you can point anecdotally to whatever kind of like high school track competition you want to point so to. that that's the big one is that in pennsylvania i think there is a high school girls track I think there were a number of two or three transgender women that did well and they bumped one girl out mm-hmm. and she like kind of went on a news cried foul and yeah, she went on like a news and like, I, I, I think in that instance, that is, that is a, it's not great. It's not great when you are outdone by people, but there's no evidence to suggest that these, you know, they just weren't exceptional. Right. Um. So it's that's the that's the other one. They're afraid that women's sports are going to be dominated by this. So far, that has not happened. Mm-hmm. So, to champion so hard against the rights of transgender people moving into, I mean, very simple rights, bathrooms and sports, yeah, with no evidence really to support it. Well, and it's just it just seems motivated by something else. Like it, the, those two, those are the two things, two arguments they run. What could like, that be? bigotry i think (laughs) like disgust like i feel i feel like it's like they feel that that they are i don't think they believe transgender people are who they say they are i think that's what it boils down. no i mean jk rowling has said like she did she's she's wondered aloud in the press and in like op-eds about like what contagion has caused at this this quote-unquote explosion of transgender identifying people to come forward and it's just like oh maybe they finally just fucking feel safe enough yeah like and it's a widely acceptable enough thing that they don't immediately fear consequences to their livelihood to their personal relationships like to their safety you know like that they finally it's finally like an open enough society that you can just kind of openly exist with these feelings and not be immediately like you'll they face incredible hardship and discrimination but like it's at least mostly safe yeah to exist so like maybe that has something to do with it and really only for the the pretty ones if we want to be or privileged people privileged ones and pretty ones like they're the ones that probably have it the best because if you are an unattractive transgender individual Mm -hmm. man there you get no quarter yeah which is no quarter like like, yeah but like none yeah and like the and coming from a place of privilege like yeah so if you're poor and unattractive and transgender damn you gonna have it rough yeah you're not protected by any system nothing nothing is a barrier to people outwardly telling you that your existence is a lie or hurting you well and it's just the thing that the, the thing that i really can't stand about what jk rowling is doing in particular is just speaking from a place of obscene privilege obscene and using it but like victimizing herself against a hypothetical fictional enemy like and in this case using uh, a genuinely 
bad thing that was done to her. Like beating dogs sucks and it's bad behavior and yeah. you shouldn't do it. Like yeah, it was lame. it's genuinely like that shouldn't have happened to her. That sucks. But like using that to further your bigoted cause and attribute that bad behavior to somebody's like so to, to being transgender. Yeah. Like, and to, to being, see, look at this movement. It's like the, the BLM clip of like, uh, pigs frying a bacon. Yeah. Frying like ago. bacon. Yeah. yeah the, the Republicans used like, you know, nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. And I think it just like, and this isn't to say that people who aren't privileged can't be out of touch, but like, For sure. I think that it is a symptom of like being just far enough removed from regular society that like you just when when you're that out of touch, you're not used to people not agreeing with you because you yeah, can. No it, one disagrees with J.K. Rowling in her life. No, she walks around and that it, this this woman for the past what twenty years has mm-hmm. had the most amazing time on earth. Very few people on earth have had a as a good of a time as J.K. Rowling. Maybe yeah. no one. She's like, I wrote Harry Potter. I'm she, never going to hell. So yeah, <laughs> like one, I think she's very pretty lady. Yeah. Two, she adored by children and adult and children have grown into adults had studio executives like probably you know dropping everything they could to try to when she when she was pitching the movies oh my gosh i mean lord like the fetching and towing that was done around her yeah to keep her happy and to recognize her genius and she has just i mean unbelievable fame unbelievable love unbelievable wealth unbelievable power on everything J.K. Yeah. Rowling has had everything. As powerful as you can be as just an author, that is J.K. Rowling she, is the bar. Yeah, she is the bar. I mean, she surpassed every every one previous to her. Yeah. You know, she is, a, there probably won't be as uh, an author as successful as her in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, maybe towards the end. If maybe another, towards the end. If another Harry Phenom Potter comes. phenomenon comes around, but otherwise. It was, it was is able to be marketed so well. I mean, it, it like had everything. So, yeah. and it's, it is shitty. It's shitty that like, You've you've just gone being told you're right and you're genius and you're perfect for so long that you can't recognize that you're hurting and shitting on people that really could just help you. Like if if your big thing is like you don't want, I mean it's shitty to say, but I mean it's got to be you don't want men entering a women's space and stealing the spotlight from you. That's got to be it, right? Like you you've got to believe. Yeah, I'm trying know. to think of like why I be a turf, right? Like why it, be a turf? Why I think it is a, a genuine fear motivation? It's got to be fear. I think it's fear and I think it may be fear for safety. I think it may be fear for I mean for yeah, for clout, for a, for amb- like ambitious maybe a fear that it is a a plot for men to enter into women's spaces, like I said. Yeah, and, and control them. and control them. Yeah. But you it's know? like why would you ever think that this would be the route that somebody would take? Because like you're, you're essentially saying like you're, you're just, you're, you're saying I'm marginalized. You're not marginalized. Well, you're saying I'm marginalized. And in fact, you are not marginalized. You are a, you are a plan. Pretend you're a cis man. And I don't believe that you You plan, pretend you're plan, pretend. And I don't believe that you have these actual feelings that, that of being transgender. I don't believe that it's real. And I only believe that you are a cis man. I believe that your motivations are malicious. And I believe that you are trying to trick me and hurt and harm me. And I think that's where a lot of turfs come from. Like, I think it comes from at the root of believing the worst in people. Yeah. Because what we just, the scenario we just described, and that was, it's all about 
thinking that the worst thoughts that you have about human behavior are the way everyone else thinks. Yeah. So that they must be true. Like this person must be manipulative. They must have conjured up a way to gain entry into a field where they think they can have some control and some power other than, because if you, if you believe even a little bit of good in people, then you're like, well, this person that keeps telling me that this is who they are, maybe that's all they're doing. Maybe they're not motivated by any other thing other than to say, Hey, this is who I am. Yeah. Um, which is, is a wild thing because it, you know, it's something that you and I has, have never had to do. And that's wild. When I yeah. think about it, I'm like, I have never, ever had to stand up and be like, I'm a straight white dude. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, and, like yeah, convince yeah. anyone of that, like at all. Yeah. People never, just one, assume it one, assume it and two, assume it to be like quote unquote normal. Yeah. And they would believe me instantly and yeah. never question my motivations for getting into the sphere of straight white men to try to like do some damage to it or something. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a shitty place to go. And it, I don't, it doesn't really leave a lot of room for negotiation. It doesn't no, leave it a lot doesn't. of room for, for, for acceptance because it's like on the it's just a base level disagreement somebody yeah. saying like i'm transgender and the other person saying, saying that's not real that's not real you made that up yeah because you wish to harm me yeah and that like, i made up who i am to harm you yeah it's just like no not at all and it's like, matter of fact if you if you can believe it jk uh what i'm going through and who i am i actually didn't really consider you that much in it didn't even think about you yeah it doesn't have a whole lot to do with you. Didn't cross my mind. Mm-hmm. In fact, I check out. I checked out after the fourth book. If you want me to be honest, with you. <laughs> I mean, I rode the whole time. I ride or die, <laughs> no, but not I, with you. I was an imaginary person with the content. Yeah, this is this has been the truest test for you, separate the art from the artist, because you can't rock with J.K. at all anymore. I mean, she's just like throwing her ass fully in a circle of foolishness yeah it sucks it's she's thrown her ass in a circle of foolishness <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> in, a, in, a, in an oblong yeah and uh yeah i mean it's uh i've said it before i'll say it again it's wild that those books just appeared one day and we had no idea who wrote them that's just like where the, they came from the golden tablets that joseph smith read out of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came from on high it just they were bestowed to us and you know she, much like Joseph Joseph Smith, is a, a charlatan. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, separating the art from the artist, I, I've had this opinion for a long time now. It just really depends on how important the art is to you and how much you don't like the person. Like, because I mean, Harry Potter for me is like formative. It's like baked in. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's you got a tattoo of it. It's the old magic. Yeah, you know, like and. I, so there's just, just there's like Harry's mom, Lily's love, yes, shielded him. Yeah, so too old magic. is my love and the 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 memories of of these books and and movies and and going to Universal. It's like well, it's my my formative my formative memories with with my wife at the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. Like it's it, it just has shielded you. me from from the shittiness <laughs> from her fuckery. Yeah, from JK's fuckery. Yeah, and but, her ejection from the dancery. Yeah. She has brought hateration and holleration into the dancery, and she has been ejected. She th- there's the vibe check. There's a 20 year retrospective that they're doing. I think for HBO Max, it's a Warner Brothers retrospective. And the cast is coming together. She is not there. She's not going to be in it. I think there's going to be some archival footage of her working. But they're like, we have the footage of you working on the movies. Like, Casual Vacancy was aight. Cursed Child fucking sucked. Just sit on your money, and we're good on you. Actually, yeah, take a beat. Chill. Take a breath. Collect them checks and yeah. just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick tap snaps, lightning round. Um, I don't think we 
Kyle Rittenhouse's bitch ass got off. You know, yeah. we all, and Mount Aubrey case is um, going to deliberation. Going to deliberation uh, there, and they're going for murder. Yep, I imagine that the deliberation will be pretty short because the evidence is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. They're they're done. Um, the Prince Andrew accusations have been left off of the uh, Weinstein, not Weinstein, Epstein, Epstein, the Ghislaine Maxwell case, Ghislaine Maxwell, and the Epstein. Yeah, I think both of them. I think there is still an outstanding Epstein case. Oh, okay, well, he, I just because he's dead, so I don't right, know. he is. Um, but so I think they're pending. They're, they're doing a lot on it's this of the uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell <laughs> case. I don't think there's an Epstein case. Virginia, um, wait, Epstein Maxwell case. That's what I got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so they they left her off. Um, yeah, woman. Virginia uh, Goofrey. I think Jufrey. 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 Yes. That's right. It's Jufrey. Um, they're leaving her off, and she was kind of like this one of the. She was a big star. I mean, she's the one that named a lot of the famous people. Yeah, she's the one that brought a lot of the the cabal yeah. people in, into this case. Essentially, what boils down to like what it boils down to with her is that a lot. She of She said thing, a lot of shit wrong when she was young. Yeah, she, when she was younger, she mixed up details. She named people who, or she was like led to naming people who weren't who she didn't actually spend any time with. Um, yeah, and it would just. Give muddy the waters. Yeah, it would muddy the waters and give Glenn Maxwell's defense a lot of room to, to get out to wiggle in some yeah. reasonable doubt. And so that's what you don't want. That so, yeah. and when you have four other witnesses, then you go with the sure thing. You yeah. get you get the sentence that you can get. Yeah, I don't think it's anything saying anything to slight uh, Virginia Jufrey, but it's you know yeah it sucks i mean it sucks that that but that's the way the legal system works. Yeah, and it's just a it's just a good tactical move to yeah. But I mean. Look at the Rittenhouse trial. Like the prosecutor made a fool of himself up there. He, yeah, he kept shooting for the moon. Well, the crazy thing to me about the Rittenhouse trial is that, like, when you combine, because like I, I don't disagree that everything that went down probably went down in a legally defensible way. Yeah. Whether I, I mean, like, of course, I think his sheer presence there was reprehensible and stupid, and yeah. like. Do I think that he was motivated by like seeking out violence? Yes, I do. But it's yeah. very hard to prove. Very hard. Like, and when you put that burden on yourself, like all you need to prove as a defense attorney is reasonable doubt. And especially when you're going for murder and the, the, the water was too muddy and the prosecution did too, too bad of a job. Rittenhouse was really should not have been pinned up as a, a case. Like it just, it, it wasn't there, man. Like yeah. we all knew the guy was a shit bag. Yeah, for sure. We all knew he was a fucking shit bag, but it, it's like, it, I mean, the self-defense was, was strong in the case, you know? And when you, when you literally have a video of a dude running after him saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, it's it, tough. It's, it's, but like uh, the, th the larger thing that I'll say about the written house case is that when you combine like, open carry laws with stand your ground laws. Yeah. And with, um, like basically like stand your ground laws and self-defense laws being so loosely interpretable mm -hmm. that like, basically you just have to feel threatened. Yeah. It's just kind of like you set yourself up to where like Kyle Rittenhouse shoots these people and kills them. He gets off on self-defense. However, if somebody had like gotten his gun away from him and shot him, and that was the only different thing about the scenario, they probably would have gotten off on self-defense. So like, like if Kyle Rittenhouse is like approaching and conf like con confronting people uh -huh. with his gun and instead of him shooting 
one of the people. Like, oh yeah, I gotcha. And, and killing them, they get his gun and shoot him and kill them. That now you have a place legally where a murder occurs. Yeah. And no matter the circumstances of which way it lays out, if nothing is different about the confrontation, like there just is a confrontation, somebody kills somebody else, and no matter yeah. who it is, they have committed no crime. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. That is insane. So that is it. It's a dangerous precedent. I think the yeah. worst thing about the cop. Rittenhouse case is kind of the, you know, a nightmare scenario like you're describing. But a lot of like fucking dare to be great douchebags probably go out of these protests. And I want to say something else about the protests while I'm on a rambling mood. I get, I am a little fucking tired of people talking so much shit about the, the fucking damage done by these protests. Yeah. Because I want you people that have such an issue with this damage to tell me, what point in history, since you love history, has any group of people been given rights or afforded dramatic change without some measure of damage being done? Without some Busting violence, it up a little Without bit. busting it up. Who, who has ever given someone who just sat there respectfully and quietly and waited their turn yeah. what they wanted? It's never happened. You can, ch- you can look all you want. It has never happened. Yeah. And and I especially don't want to hear it from you if you have a fucking seventeen seventy six shirt, yeah, <laughs> or a "Don't Tread on Me" flag because it's bullshit. Yeah, it's and bullshit. you know it is. If, if the Macy's got burned down, ooh, that's a damn shame. But like, people just ain't going to watch their people get killed anymore. Yeah, on TV and no nothing be done about it. And that's yeah. all there is, motherfucking, to it. Yeah, and thirteen dodges in a parking lot, yeah. isn't worth somebody's life. Also, another horrible tragedy happened, and there was a parade, and a piece of shit drove a van through it, and that was horrific. Yeah, that guy's going to get nailed to the wall. I mean, what a piece of absolute garbage. And There's he was actually out. a video of him confessing to being a fucking pedophile, too. When he was out. Or, fuck, or having sex with, like, a 16-year-old girl. He had, like, he had been lo- he had been arrested for a violent crime, I think, in 2020, and then got let out on bail. And then he got arrested for another different violent crime while well, he was already out on bail mm-hmm. and then his his bail for the second crime was set for a thousand dollars just obscenely low and while he's out on bail for like two separate violent charges that's when he does this like it's put it's, him under the jail it's, it's, i never want to see him again yeah that's just it's genuinely it's a horrible tragedy it's genuinely horrible but that is the horrible lightning round end of tap snaps horrible roundup Horrible roundup. Happy day after Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> we hope that you're nice and cozy and enjoying some leftovers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, take the day. Treat yourself. Treat your motherfucking self. Whenever you hear this, take the day. Treat yourself and, you know, but what they, what were they talking about? Yeah. Watch it's, something. It's, it's tried by 12 or carried by 6. <laughs> and that's any day, anytime. Anytime. <laughs>